everyone. Welcome back to Reality 2.0. I'm Catherine Druckmann. Doc is out traveling, so Sean Powers and I are holding down the fort over here. That's right. I'm the store brand Doc. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, I don't think you were not uh, equivalent in, in any... Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> I'm trying to think of something witty here, but no, you're so different. And that's exactly why it works so well when yeah, nobody will confuse me for Doc. Like, oh, no. what's the what's that guy in the podcast who always has like wisdom? Sean? No, not Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad we don't use the video because then you could be the guy with the green hair. I could, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I'm gonna Maybe keep someday. The green hair. Someday I mean, I'll this... like brush my hair and stuff and then we'll uh <sighs> we'll do a video something, but I don't know. But hey, that kind of is it leads us into what I think we're gonna talk about today, or at least what we're gonna start with. You can find Sean on video in many, many places, but really just mostly YouTube. Yeah, and the um, hair but, is part um, of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's easy to identify your YouTube thumbnails. For, you know, so, yeah. Well, unless they're the old ones, but that's a whole other thing. So Sean has been doing YouTube videos for a very long time. YouTube yeah, training and then, videos. Yeah, it took like a decade break, which isn't great for engagement. <laughs> yeah. So no, but it, like, yeah, and like Linux Journal made videos for. Yeah, I was going to say, so yeah, long. if you've followed us that, this long, you may remember the Linux Journal Gadget Guy videos, which were awesome, yeah. and the Tech Tip of the Day, which were equally awesome. I honestly, back, I mean, this is a long time ago now. It's over 10 years, 15 years. I don't know. Um, I learned a lot of things early on about you know, just basic Linux sysadmin skills, bash scripting, all of these things. I learned those from your videos. Like I learned as I was there, like, I'm like, Oh, Hey, Sean, what are you doing a video about today? Because I was, you know, I was fairly new. I started back in 2007. You know, I had some web development skills and stuff like that, but there were a lot of like basic Linux skills that I just didn't have. So anyway, so Sean, Sean was my uh, answer to that problem. And wow. still is, to I be am honest. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's great. I, it's um... fun. I, I mean, all jokes, all self-deprecating jokes aside, I really do like teaching Linux. I and um, and that's so that's why that's why I'm doing YouTube again, uh, because I'm no longer a professional trainer. Like that. That's why I took the 10 year whatever break. Is I was a, a professional trainer and I couldn't like compete with my own stuff for another company. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just didn't make videos that anybody who wasn't a subscriber to the company who hired me uh, would buy. And so now I am making videos again and I love it. I do. It's um, I love being able to offer the, kind of the same thing we did at Linux Journal where I'm just making videos to help people enjoy using Linux. I, I hate that uh, Linux, uh, not just Linux, technology kind of has this like learning curve that intimidates so many people. And that it bothers me because if I can do it, my goodness, anybody can do it. Yeah, that is a little self-deprecating, but but I, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But no, yeah. it's true. I feel the same way. I'm like, but if I can figure this out, you can too. And let me help you. I mean, that's a that's a good place to start from. I think when you're when you're teaching something somebody about you know basic technical skills, I think it's important to mention here. And and this is something that I've been really interested in following your recent video journey. That the impact that you have on people, a lot of people don't realize, especially if you've been in technology for a long time, a lot of people don't necessarily realize the impact you can have on somebody's life or their earning potential by teaching them some you know, Linux sysadmin skills, programming skills, all of these things. We take, we kind of take it for granted. We've been doing this for, for a very long time, but I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that, about how you kind of view your outreach and, and, and the impact that you have. Yeah. And I'll, you know, this is, this is tougher for me than 
people might realize I'm not good about uh, talking pleasantly about myself, but uh, no, probably what to. sparked that question. Uh, I, I mean, I, I literally screenshotted a comment that I got in one of my YouTube videos and like shared it with our, our little group of post Linux journal in group of friends or whatever, <laughs> because yeah, it was somebody, and I don't know what country they were from, um, but saying that my videos uh, changed their ability to get a job and like feed their family. And it was, you know, a comment yeah, just big gratefulness it was yeah it was i mean i got choked up a little because ultimately that's what i hope to accomplish it would probably be better for me uh personally if i was more financially driven you know like if, if i wanted to mm -hmm. make videos so that i could uh you know drum up more Buy money and sales and, yeah but <laughs> while i oh, need well. to eat food and live indoors <laughs> it's it's not what motivates me it is the uh, changing people's lives and, and getting them, uh, giving them choices. I, I think that's the really more than like changing people's lives, changing people's lives is, uh, sounds kind of like a, you know, pie in the sky kind of thing, but, uh, giving people choices. That's ultimately what I hope to do is that if people can learn all the challenging things that might be getting in their way of even finding out what they might enjoy, I, I want to get that out of their way so that they can have some choices in what they do. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's really important. And, um, you know, it's the same kind of initiatives we see even, you know, around the world, but also here in the U.S. Um, you know, there are a lot of initiatives getting young people to code. There are mm. initiatives to get getting people from underrepresented groups, girls pick a type of kid and there is some program to teach them to code. Right. I particularly enjoy learning about the programs for young women because as somebody who was young a few decades ago um, i feel like reason. i mean you know i have three girls so me too for, yeah, for a different reason exactly <laughs> i never felt let's say guided into technology i came here very much on my own because probably fomo <laughs> i felt like i was missing out on some really cool stuff because i, I felt in many ways I was not pushed in that direction. I studied more feminine things or something. Well, I, I don't mean, even know can why. We, can but we I, share I your degree? Late. I mean, what, what, yeah, what I have it? an art degree. Let's, yeah. let, I mean, shh, let's, what just happened? Oh, sorry. Well, Sean's I, lights are out. But yeah, motion, motion detection, and I wasn't uh, okay. moving enough. Yeah, I, I um. So it's funny. Well, I mean, if we want to go there, I, I was very interested in science because I felt I was actually, you know, kind of guided in that direction by many, you know, my teachers and, and others. So I, I was very interested in chemistry in particular. I went to college thinking I was going to be a chemistry major, maybe, you know, kind of med school. And then I quickly decided that that was a terrible idea. <laughs> and I kind of at some point realized I didn't want to do anything that required. I, I loved the subject, but there was nothing I wanted to do that required that degree and then I had a bit of an identity crisis and uh, I think I, anyway I graduated I switched and I, I studied art I enjoyed things that were about making things process intensive art printmaking photography lithography like you know sculpture anything that was really making and I think that kind of if you think about it in those terms I think it kind of makes sense that I ended up where I am but good point but, yeah. Um, yeah and to be so clear I'm certainly not not bashing the arts as a as a career path yeah, but or it's anything a, it's a non-standard path for to sure technology yeah it's a non-standard yes. path to yeah to to where you are now i think so yeah exactly so but this is again a million years ago so <laughs> a lot of things happened in between i suppose but anyway but but yeah you know i in retrospect had i been exposed to that type of education or these types of initiatives that were focused on getting younger girls to learn to code i 
maybe I would have had a quicker path or, or, or maybe not. Maybe I would have just done, you know, my own thing no matter what, but it, but it is an, it's an interesting, I'm glad that there are kids now that have that opportunity uh, yeah. presented to them in that way. Yeah. And I mean, uh, love it or hate it. YouTube is a shockingly uh, accessible way to get information and, along with, you know, helpful, good information comes, you know, banal, whatever, uh, entertainment stuff too. But, uh, that's actually one of the things that fascinates me about, um, YouTube specifically, but, uh, the internet in general, I guess it's a generality, but the, but the YouTube, um, specifically for me, because I like to make video on, you know, I like being on camera, uh, is an interesting way to be able to reach people who would otherwise absolutely not have any path to me helping them learn crazy tech things. Right. I, I, I cannot see any way apart from like, if I were to write a traditional book, but you know, a book is a form of media that is just, you know, older and different. This is like this new media that reaches everywhere and, and is, is faster. So I'm excited about YouTube, but you know, we talked a little bit about, about this before the podcast, even Tr still reaching people is difficult especially if you don't want to be creepy about it. And yes. So frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's a, here's Darn an example. Internet. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, here's an example on, uh, there are some of my YouTube subscribers who um, are very active. Like I do a, a live stream every Sunday and I try to have a weekend assignment where they like learn stuff and then go over the solution live. And uh, a couple weeks ago, somebody who had been very involved in my channel and commenting on a lot of videos and interacting in the live streams said, wow, you really should, it would be great if you had like a, like a complete course or something that you could push. And I, I thought they were kidding because I, I have a complete Linux essentials course, you know, from stem to stern, it's the complete thing to prepare you for uh, the, the training to get a Linux essential certification if you want. And this person who was like, not only subscribed, but like actively involved in my channel, I had no idea. And so I'm thinking, wow, I am doing a terrible job of pushing the <laughs> stuff that I yes. already have. And so uh, just this week, I'm like, okay, I also have a, it's, I have a hard time calling it a course, but it's a playlist of Bash 101, right? Like Bash scripting. I think Bash scripting is an awesome way to get into yes. uh, programming, development, system administration. It's kind of like, you know, Everybody the Swiss, one of the Swiss Army Knights. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. And so I'm like, well, you know, this is something I should push. Probably nobody who's even subscribed and actively involved knows that this exists on my channel because it was like from six months ago or something. And so I'm like, okay, so how do I do this? I can post links on social media, which I did. That's actually, you know, the, the extent of what I did. And I thought if I want this to, you know, this, this, resource for people that cost them nothing, but will help them and then potentially help me with, you know, views on YouTube and spreading the word and, you know, growing. What's the best way to do that? Sadly, probably targeted advertising. And how creepy does that feel? I mean, I, I don't know of a great solution uh, to, to less creepily do that. I mean, uh, maybe you know this, maybe somebody who's listening knows what is a great, not creepy way to advertise that sort of a thing. I mean, again, willing to pay some money for it because eventually if people come to my YouTube channel, it might, you know, probably mean revenue for me as well uh, to pay that off. But I don't know of a great way to do that. Well, I can think of a, I can think of one great way. And one is 
being here and talking to people <laughs> on podcasts. But, Links but uh, yeah, in I the do, show notes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I will link to Sean's video in, in the notes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think, I think that's one way, but I, I think it's, it's kind of an old school approach, right? It's direct, it's direct, directly, it's not relying on an ad network. It's just find trying to find the people you want to talk to and talking to them. Right. So, so you can do it on podcasts. You could do it, you know, find an interesting tech blog and just message the blogger and say, Hey, if I give you X amount of, of this, will you put a little square, a link back to my, to my thing? You know, I think going back to the way things were before highly targeted advertising became the rule. I, that's my opinion. That's what I think people need to do more of sponsorship communication, you know, just talk to each other like people like we used to. Or display advertising. You know, I want to sell you a a new stove. It's 1960. I put it in a magazine, <laughs> or a lifestyle magazine, and I put it next to the article about cooking, right? We've done this before. We, surely we as humans know how to do this. So uh, I'm putting you on the spot here, and it's okay if, if you don't know. Are there ways to purchase ads that aren't creepily targeted, but just like context-based sort of thing? Like, I mean you know, placing ads on like tech blogs for, you know, like a bash one one course or whatever, uh, without using it, you know, I mean, without just crippling your own. Well, there certainly stuff. used to be, I mean, I we, we accepted are. ads that way. We, we would then run them through the ad server on our own, but they were not networked ads. They were, yeah. I mean, when I say we used to be, I mean, I mean, Linux journal, mm-hmm. um, where they, you know, the, the advertiser supplied us their artwork and, you know, we loaded it up with a URL and, and yes, we were using again an ad server to, to do it, but it was not it was not targeted in the same way. It was only it was targeted in that, in that they wanted to reach our readers specifically. Um, there, that reader that must still be a thing. I mean, I would hope, but yeah, I think I would or, love to see. In fact, this is this is a fun experiment. <laughs> I would hmm. love to see you actually to see if you could find some places where you could do some outreach in the old fashioned way. You know, actually and, directly communicate with, with somebody who is. And a, are there any ad networks that aren't. Aren't creepy that I don't know. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't here's know the any. thing. They would be less effective, right? You would have to like, I don't but are, I mean, but is, are they, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I question how effective they are because Maybe again, I, and, I and I haven't done this in a ad while. Network. I know. Yeah. We need to start the, the uncreepy ad network, but I, Again, my information is out of date because I have not dealt with this world in many, many years since Linux Journal and even before that, because for a while we weren't doing any of that type of advertising. So it's been a while. But my experience with it is that the the advertisers that came to us directly for promotion and placement and and all that stuff and worked with us to, to help communicate in a less creepy way and an effect, you know, in a wet an effective way where people will actually respond to it th- did a lot better than any, than any ad network. We never really, you know, the ad network back when we used them to, to let's say sell surplus inventory or place them in, in various places just to get a little bit of a revenue boost. Um, they weren't that successful. You know, they just weren't, hmm. we didn't make that much money out of it. They didn't get that many clicks because it just, it, it misses the, the human connection that is necessary in that, in that experience. I think. I, I just thought, I wonder duck, duck, go. 
right? There's somebody who seems to be fairly uncreepy when it comes to. Hey, we had Gabe Weinberg on the show. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like you have to go through Microsoft advertising, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, so they they kind of rely on Bing. I don't. I didn't realize this is where we were going. Maybe I would have, I could have done some research. I know. Yeah, this is an accidental topic. Yeah, but it's, it's a good question. It is a, it's good, a good question. question. Like, how how do we get the word out about those awesome videos that will teach you Bash scripting that I'm about to go refresh my memory with? <laughs> I got to watch your videos. I haven't seen them in a while. But uh, Yeah, and, you know, and I, I've tried to make some useful stuff, right? Like, I have playlists on uh, using SSH. You know, there's like a handful of videos on the different Excellent. things you can do with SSH. There's a... You know, the playlist on Bash Scripting 101. There's the playlist on Linux Essentials, which, like I said, is is geared towards that cert. But, uh, you know, the very first video, the thumbnail is like, uh, you need this, maybe. You know, even if you don't get the cert, I, I don't know that a Linux Essentials cert is uh, anything more than giving yourself the confidence that you that you know the stuff. But um, no, that's a that's another thread to pick up, but I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, fair enough. But um you know, the, the knowledge is certainly a, an entry ramp to Linux and, and even open source stuff. I think that Linux is kind of a gateway drug to lots of things like development and, you know, familiarity with um, open source in general. Uh, whereas you can certainly do open source without um, using Linux, but you can't go the other way. You know, I mean, if, if you're using Linux, you're familiar with at least yes, open source sure. ideals. So I have a question for you, actually, really, really quick before. We... Yeah, yeah. How, how much does that cost? I, I have no idea. I do not have that certification. And I'm not super into certifications. But... So the Linux Essentials one, I don't remember. I'm probably like two ninety five. They're all they're so expensive. They're in the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's that's my issue with with those kind of certifications. Like I, I find reviewing the coursework is probably very useful just to you know educate yourself or whatever. But for me, getting the actual certification, like. Eh. Well, and specifically with Linux Essentials, I, I'm not convinced that a Linux Essential certification will get you further yeah, in a job exactly. interview, like the, the you know, having the certification. But it is one of those things that um, that information in the certification course will mm -hmm. definitely help you you know, right. start your way. And possibly just the knowledge would be more beneficial, like in an interview. Uh, then yeah, that's what I would think too. Yeah. Then the cert, then the cert would for, you know, the qualifications and I was wrong. It's $120 for Linux essentials. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Yeah. And then the other one I'm actually in the middle of right now is Linux plus, which is uh CompTIA's, uh, version of LPIC one. So, you know, they're kind of comparable. LPIC one is two exams and, um, Linux Plus is one exam. It, those are the kind of things where I think those do help a little bit when it comes to like applying for a job and stuff. Okay. And so I'm in the middle of the Linux Plus course. It's a much more thorough uh, course and exam. Um, I was part of the beta testing program when CompTIA split off from LPIC and did their own version. Linux Plus used to be I'll pick one, like you could pay once, take take the exams once and get both your Linux Plus and your I'll pick one. Uh, mm. But then a few years back, CompTIA split off and now it's their own separate uh, exam. And so I was part of the beta test and I really, really like how they do their testing. So I'm a big fan of Linux Plus, which is why I'm doing that course, but it's not complete yet. So I, I don't have anything to point you to unless you want to follow along as I slowly Yes, of course. Everybody up. does. Uh, in which case, link in the description. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I actually just looked it up and it is $358 to get the for Linux, Linux Plus. I think so. I mean, unless I'm looking up the wrong thing, which is always possible. But yes, that sounds um, about right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I have, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm cynical about center certification. I think there's, there's, there are a lot of really great uses for it. I, I have gotten certification for all sorts of things and just for fun. I have a wine certification. So I, you know, I'm not, I, I think it's totally fine to, to get, if that's what you're into. But I, I think in those cases, you do have to kind of weigh the benefit and, you know, ha, you know, what, what is having this piece of paper or, Yes. Email. I, I think there are, there are valid reasons for taking the exams and getting the certifications. Uh, if it's, if you have a job and getting the certification will mean like a pay increase. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's right. kind of or, a no brainer. And, and then in, in that case, hopefully your employer will cover the cost as yeah, well. And even if they won't, I mean, if the pay increase is like, you know, well, yeah, there you, anything, yes, I obviously. Mean, it's, you know, 400 yeah. bucks for, you know, $10,000 raise or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, Lynx Essentials, you know, one hundred twenty dollars. But there, I, there is some value in. Uh, do I really get it, or do I think I I get it? You know, and and if you you know like go through like my course for example, and you you know, oh I get it, I get all the you know, I finally it all makes sense. Uh, I think there's a little bit of self doubt, like I or I think I get it. Maybe I should take the exam to make sure that mm. like I really did get uh, it. Yeah, you know. So I mean. Yeah. If you're doubting that you really do know stuff, then it, you know it might be worth $120 to get that. But as far as um, I'm trying to get a job, the Linux Essentials certification probably isn't going to get you a job that just the knowledge itself wouldn't. Mm. Okay, that's so. good information, I think. But so, what about more advanced things? Do you ever do you ever get into or more specialized topics? What whether what other trainings and certifications have you done, or yeah. I mean, what other certifications have you made training for? So, I mean, when I worked for a commercial training company, I made lots of DevOps certification mm. or not even certifications before the, there was even certifications for things uh, like chef and puppet and, and mm -hmm. Ansible and, you know, made lots of, and Docker, you know, I made lots of uh, courses for things like that. Um, it, it's funny though, because people ask a lot for advanced, even certifications like LPIC 2 or various LPIC 3 modules, like LPIC 3 branches off into various specialties or whatever. The problem is when you're trying to make something that is going to benefit the most people, the entry level stuff is where most people are, right? The, the more specialized, the more advanced you get, the fewer people that you're going to benefit. And so whether your rationale is profits or your rationale is reaching the most people, the more specialized and advanced stuff you create, the fewer people it's going to be, be useful to. And, and that's a, it's a, a frustration for people who are trying to get more advanced. And I, I get that. I really do. Uh, the most advanced LPIC stuff I made, I did make LPIC two courses several times and there's still enough general Linux information that I think they're still valuable past that. It's very specialized and, um, without commercial backing to have like if I get really huge on, on YouTube and there are, you know, thousands and thousands of people who would really like advanced training, it would make sense to do that. But if there's like two people, <laughs> who <really laughs> want, you know, it, it's tough to justify spending a year making content that most people aren't going to be interested in. So yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of thing that the, 
I'm capable of making some advanced training and I did that for the company I work for. Um, but is it the right choice? Yeah. You got to find out where the need is, but I think the good news is there is a lot of need. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and we are in a world full of uncertainty when it comes to, you know, careers and jobs and longevity of, uh, employment and stuff. And so I think having, having options again, that's a big thing for me, you know, having options, having alternatives, having knowledge of, uh, should I even pursue this? Is it something that I find interesting at all? You know, I, the thought of somebody being stuck doing something that they hate for a long time, that's just sad to me. Um, uh, and if just free knowledge will, will help alleviate that, well, hey, maybe I'm the person to give away some of that knowledge. I love it. I love it. I, um, I want to do it in a, lot, in a non-creepy way. So that's yeah. why I need to know how to, <laughs> nah, how to get the word creepy. out. It'll be great, even if it is. Oh, oh, there was a <laughs> thing. Like, so oh, you mentioned yeah. almost like grassroots kind of, you know, ways yes. of, of spreading the word. And one of, I, I won't throw them under the bus as far as like naming them publicly because I don't have permission to. But one of my uh, YouTube community members approached me about, uh, could we start uh, even on my little Discord, right? Like I have a little Discord community. Uh, how do I get to that? Yeah, I was going to say, how do I get to that, Sean? Yeah. And, I'm um, actually in it. I know. But yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> They, they said, could we make like a, a way where we could spread the word on like other YouTube channels or other resources that we found for learning things uh, in addition to your channel or and their concern was or do you not want like competition? I'm like, I don't see this competition, really. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, it's yes, absolutely. I can't teach everything and and having multiple teachers on a topic is great because people explain things slightly differently. And sometimes it clicks after, you know, two people explain the same thing in different ways. It clicks in a way that it didn't with just one. And so that's, you know, just my little community who's thinking about ways to spread the word for other people because it does benefit everybody, right? I mean, it's not just, you know, benefiting those other YouTube channels or those other blogs or resources or whatever. It's benefiting the people who would be going to them. So internal adding or internal ads, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but that's fair. It's fair. I just, it's so tempting to use the tools that will target stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to. It's, how to, it's tempting. Yeah, it's tempting. The whole world is. seems to have forgotten how, how anything worked before, right? Yeah. It's, it's, things have not always been done this way. Surely we can think of, a, of an alternative. Um, <laughs> some of us are old enough to remember. What's really cool, I think, about the online community you've built, it may, you know, be, it, it's, it, Small for now, but yeah, it's in its infancy for sure. If you want to get in the the ground level of get in on the ground floor of Sean's new (laughs) nerdlings.net. Yeah, but but seriously, it's 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 not a small feat to build something like that. Where and the fact that people are in there helping each other solve these problems and 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 pointing to other resources, I think is really it's 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 nice to see and it's very valuable for the people there. So yeah, I mean, and, and all of us, I think, are. By nature, we look for our, 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 our group, our, our little, you know, group of people and, and we learn together and we all have that. That's, that's how, who we are, even when we're super profoundly introverted. You find your, your you know, business organizations or your, or your meetups or whatever they are and you collaborate on problems and solve them. And the fact that you've actually been able to get something like that started is, is pretty fun. And it's, it's interesting for me, too, how diverse the group is even geographically um and i don't know if it's because of when i do my live streams but 
there uh, you would think i mean i'm i'm as white midwest american guy as they come i mean yes, really sure. i I'm cl- <laughs> it's no it's not a secret you know where i live where i'm from and uh, at that is not the major demographic in the like in our discord and in our communications and stuff it's truly all over the world which just is That's awesome cool. for me so does yeah. that mean it's active all the time it's active like 24 hours a day yeah it is funny i mean again we're we're a pretty small group of people but yes uh you know i will often wake up to conversations that i have to catch up on because they've taken place while i was sleeping and um in, well now we're, i know where to, to go when i have insomnia yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are uh there are some it's great for me now to see people helping each other and not just not just me you know i, I love to be able to help people but it's neat that other people are too and that's uh, that's the part of community that um, i was hoping to experience one day and it's neat to see it even in small small bouts but i mean for example we have a we have a spanish only channel and a and a hungarian only channel uh neither of which is is um used very much at all but there are people who um wanted to or asked if they could uh provide a place where if somebody who doesn't speak english as a native language wanted to ask questions you know natively to get the thing out they could and so yeah how how cool is that right that's very cool i didn't i hadn't i hadn't yeah and will they someday get populated with conversations that i couldn't follow without google translate i hope so because, you know, there's people who care enough that it'll it'll be self-moderated. I'm not concerned about, you know, it turning into a horrible place that I don't know about it being horrible. You know, because, again, the people that we're attracting are are people who uh, who care and want to make the world a better place. So, anyway, again, I'm pie in the sky kind of uh, cool. optimistic I, so here. But I have a question for you, though. Yeah. About training. About when you approach designing these, these things. And I know you've done this for so long. I, I wonder... How hard is it for you to get in the mindset of a beginner again? Like, how do you, how do you get in the place where you, I mean, I know there's, there's obviously you have a curriculum with these certifications and you can start with that, but, but do you, do you ever struggle? I I have noticed in my years, people teaching beginner level skills of any sort, it could be sports, Mm -hmm. it could be technology, it could be art, anything at all. People who have been doing something a very long time tend to have a very hard time empathizing with those who have not. And it sometimes comes across, some people are great at it. And some people, I, I, you are good at it. And I know this, but how, how, how are you good at that? How do you approach that? Well, thank you. First of all, I, you know, I, I, I try really hard to be um, uh, inclusive when I teach. It, I, I don't, I don't ever teach down to people. I think that's a, that's a big thing. Like teaching mm-hmm. down to somebody uh why aren't really you getting this? Easy to see. Yeah. <laughs> Never do that. Or like, you know, like I'm smart, you're not. So let me explain this in a way that you'll understand. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, condescension is really easy to detect, right? So uh, I, I distinctly remember the feeling every time I have to learn something new where I feel like I am just the dumbest person in the room. Uh, I specifically remember Docker. The first time I, I had to teach on Docker and I had to learn Docker, I did not understand what was happening. I just did not get it. And I, you know, I would see people talk and use all the Docker buzzwords. Not only didn't I understand what, what they were saying, just, it was so, so intimidating that I always try to remember that, uh, level of feeling stupid, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and realizing that anybody who's watching what I'm teaching is not stupid. Uh, they might feel like they are, but they're not. And I, so I just try to remember that feeling, I guess what that's the, that's the crux of it. I, uh, I want to alleviate so, that feeling as much as possible. And then I, I do try to explain not just like the stuff, but why it might be interesting. And sometimes I have to think hard myself, like why on earth would, uh, like I was recently teaching on uh, kill signals, uh, like if you're a Linux person, like, uh, like kill minus nine for like, you know, say kill. That was or, my roller derby uh, number. <laughs> see, oh, awesome. All right. See, Sorry. you found a way to make I just it had to throw that out there. You found a way to make it interesting. And that's it too. I try to find a way to make the most mundane things interesting. And if I'm explaining something and you find it interesting, um, when you're interested, you don't feel dumb. Right. And so not only is it like, uh, approachable at that point, I, I think that it just kind of makes you realize that, um, well, if it, maybe it isn't that, that difficult. I just, you know, once I get it, I'll, I'll get it. And I, I want to be interested in what it means to send a signal to a running process uh, because Sean's sure excited about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I must be missing something. Uh, well, but yeah, next I, I don't time know. use a roller derby analogy. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the significance of kill minus nine is that's like the uh, minus nine is sig kill, which will stop a process even if it Forceful doesn't want to be termination. stopped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a process can ignore, like uh, on roller skates. Sig term, sig terminate can can ignore sig kill. Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. a great name. When for you a have a derby jersey, rather large, imposing figure on roller skates coming at you, I figured <laughs> feels like sig kill appropriate. <laughs> yeah. That was back in the days when you could still like you, my number was nine, but you could still have like some words on your jersey, and then they changed the roles, and you had to be official and have just a number. But and then uh, it was four one three. Yeah, it's not obvious. It's an HTTP error code. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, gotcha. I think we've talked about this. It's payload too large. <laughs> <laughs> we have not talked about it. Okay, but because you said that and I didn't get it, that is a, another prime thing that I always try to do in my teaching, in my interactions, in podcasting. If mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I have to humble myself to say, I have. Oh, no yeah. Idea. Never be afraid to say you don't know. None of no. us know everything. We can't know everything. Uh, and I'll tell you what, if you want the the secret to, you know, doing well in an interview, not being afraid to say, I don't know, because mm-hmm. You know, I've interviewed people. I haven't interviewed as many people as Kyle. You know, if you want to talk about interviewing, Kyle is the Mm. person I talk to. Uh, But I've interviewed a lot of people. And when somebody knows enough and is confident enough to say they don't know, that's that's the person you want. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I I had no idea what you're talking about. Um, It's an obscure error code that nobody knows. I literally just when I had to change my... I, I actually had to change my number at one time besides just removing the words, but I also had to change, like I left and came back and nine was taken. And uh, yeah. And I was like, well, I need a, I need a new number. So I'm literally like looking for obscure nerd stuff. And I was like, you know what? This is funny. That, that's pretty <laughs> I'm going to go with this. Yeah. The reference for me was 404. I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I've seen a few 404 numbers out there. Yeah. yeah I mean that one, I, that one I get Nerds. or one, three, three, seven. Yeah. Leet. I mean, I, you know, yeah. sorry. Yeah. You should probably, yeah, yeah. one of us should. Cause I knew Thank that you. one. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Nerd's Um, gonna nerd. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The, um, I guess, I guess that's it. I I don't know if I come up with a great way to get the word out without succumbing to the, uh, the lure of you could reach millions of people with, you know, specific Eh, information for only $10. You don't need to reach millions. You you need to reach your people that like, there's, that's the thing. Like even here, like, this is a great example we keep doing this podcast every week, almost every week. <laughs> Occasionally we get uh, backed up, but, but we keep doing this because the, you know, the people listening, if you're listening, thank you. You, you are our people. These yeah. are our people. I don't feel the need to, to have a million downloads. I just, you know, we have a solid, decent number and I appreciate it. And, and I know that the people listening are, they're obviously our people because they're still listening. Thank you again. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not about it's not about reaching everyone. It's about it's about reaching your people, your group, your, your group, your yeah, like-minded besties. Yeah, it's uh, true. And again, though, it's kind of pushing against the desire to uh, help as many people as possible, right? I, I think that the the intention to grow is is again, I'm, I'm just not motivated by making a lot of cash, but. Uh, changing a Sean. lot of lives. It's, you know, <laughs> you need to. No, I but... do. Yeah, I know. Right. That's why I'm, <laughs> this isn't my we all job. Do. It's survival. Okay. Well, thank you, Sean, so much for, for sharing all this with us. And I hope that people listening will check out your videos and maybe check out your discord and, and see what's going on in there, even in Hungarian or Spanish, yeah. which is cool. And, um, and for everybody else, thank you again for listening and we'll be back next time doc will be back and we'll have some we have some interesting stuff lined up so i'm looking forward to it and i hope you are too thanks